it, it finished a bit too soon. Have you got more? <laughs> Let's put our hands together for the Lord. That was good. Very, very good. Well done, Fanny. Hallelujah. If you just spend a moment to rise up and pray with me, uh, and then we just share the word. Um, just want us to declare that terror will not have its way in this nation. And terror will not have its way on this continent of Europe in the name of Jesus. So as a body, we lift up our voices and declare that the light of God will shine from coast to coast. And at this moment, the Lord will encompass that nation of France with his peace and his power. And by proxy all over this continent, including this nation. Lift up your voices with me and let us call on the name of the Lord. That the hand of the Lord will be stretched out. And everything that is contrary to the will of God. The purpose of the enemy to terrorize. Yes, the nations are falling away. Yes, the nations have not done the will of God. But he has promised not to give us to the hand of the enemy if we shall return unto him. So we're going to stand in the gap and declare against the enemy that the nations are coming back to Jesus. The Lord has got his remnant in the United Kingdom. The Lord has got his remnant in the continent of Europe and every plan of the enemy shall be destroyed. And the glorious light of Jesus will shine one more time. Call on the name of the Lord with me, brothers and sisters. I call down the hand of Jehovah. Yes, Lord, encompass the nation. Encompass the people with your power and with your glory, O God. No more terror in the name of Jesus. By proxy, extend this to the nooks and crannies of this world. Right in the Middle East, where they have a base. Right onto Africa, in Kenya, where some group are still functioning there, and Shabbat. Right to Nigeria, where the Boko Haram group is still trying to raise his head. But that head, the head of that serpent shall be cut off. We have a God who gives us victory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Declare it with confidence and boldness. We know the weapons of our own warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are better than, than AK-47s, are better than bombs, are better than, you know, improvised explosive devices. They are mighty through Christ. Pull down those strongholds right now. Declare in the name of Jesus, peace over the nations. In the name of Jesus, peace over the nations. Come and join me with your voices. Stand in confidence and push back the frontier of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your amen be loud and clear. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to declare that the nation shall return unto the Lord. That no more open doors for the manipulation of the enemy. The Bible says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. And shall turn away from their wicked with that we hear from heaven. We are the ones God has asked to pray. So today we're going to ask, let this nation return to Jesus. Let the nations across Europe return to Jesus. Let the nations of the world all over return to the Lord. The coming of the Lord is at hand. 
let the nation go back to Jesus. Let every heart submit unto him. Let every mind yield unto him. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. We are the one who we pronounce and declare and propagate this word. And it shall stand in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Rock of our Salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The Lord will use you and I to make his kingdom to be established. We're going to pray finally along that line. The very first words that the Lord spoke when he gave us a prototype of prayer. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Somebody say, thy kingdom come. Oh, you can say with more conviction. We can say it more energetically and boldly. So we lift up your mind and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, your name be hallowed. Let your kingdom come over Scotland, over Aberdeen, over my family, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices, your kingdom come. We are the enforcers of the kingdom of God. We are the one the Lord has called to enforce this will. We enforce the kingdom of God. Satanist work shall not prosper in this city. Any other religion will not prosper in this city. But Jesus, yes Lord, any other agenda outside the agenda of Jesus... There is only one God and one mediator between man and God. The man Christ Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your kingdom come, oh God. Your kingdom come. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Over the industries and where you are working or not yet working, his kingdom shall come. And his will shall be done in the name of Jesus. I declare one more time, over this city, over this nation, over the companies and places of employment and every service areas of government, the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ shall come in Jesus' name. And that kingdom shall be established in the name of Jesus. Give him praise right now because we expect that that his kingdom shall come. That his will shall be done. Hallelujah. 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 Just before you sit down, two conditions very quickly. Somebody who have a left chest pain. The Lord has remembered you this afternoon. And the Lord is going to touch that left chest pain right now. If you are that one, lift your hand so that we can be sure that we know who we are praying for. You are that person, okay? Have you been expecting? Absolutely, absolutely. That's not good. Just come out. And there's somebody with low back pain just as I came up here. If you are that one, come out quickly while the church joins me to pray for them. This is part of the kingdom of God coming. This is part of the kingdom of God coming. Hallelujah. 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 Stretch your hands onto this one right now and command the hand of the Lord to rest upon them. The healing virtue. When you hear the testimony of our sister, 
when I'm very sure you medical people in this room, you start to say, well, we need to be sure about this. An itchy black mole, an itchy mole that does not go away, seems to be increasing in size. You know that's something that you need to take seriously and God took that away. That same God is taking every affliction away risk right now in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hand unto them with me and stretch your hand unto them for me. Hallelujah. Command the hand of the Lord. The mighty one inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. Where is that person with the chest pain? Is that one person? You are the only one. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That shall lift right now. Lift it unto the Lord. Lift your hands unto the Lord right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yes, my Father. Yes. 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 You don't need to know. Just stay where you are. If you're feeling woozy, just somebody will be behind you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Let that life flow forth now. 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 And break that yoke in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord wants to do a total MOT on you. Want to do a total MOT on you. Hallelujah. Rest. Receive the touch of the Lord now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Right from your belly shall flow life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Zeke prayer. Yes, back pain. Just lift your hand. Please keep praying for them. Pray in the spirit. Pray your understanding. Right now, receive the touch of the master. Yes, Jesus of Nazareth, my master is here. To heal and to deliver and to save. Receive, receive, receive now in the name of Jesus. Receive now in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the spirit that delivered. Yes, Lord. Receive, lift your two hands unto the heaven, sister. Lift your two hands unto the heaven. Receive that touch of Jehovah right now. Be made whole. 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 Yes, Lord. Whatever you cannot do before, just go and be doing it right now. Receive that touch right now. Somebody you have top your, your top, we call it epigastric pain. Top part of your belly. Top part of your stomach is paining you. Come out right now. Receive that touch right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. The great healer is here and he's touching you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. The hand of the Lord is upon you now in the name of Jesus. Receive that touch. Receive that touch. Receive that touch. Now, now, now. The yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The great healer is here. Yes, Lord. Lift your two hands unto the heaven, daughter. Lift your two hands up. Yes, Lord. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, the Lord is saying he's doing a new work. A new work in your mind, a new work in your soul, a new work in every aspect of your affair. Receive now, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Touch this one right now. Feel our deal. Break every yoke right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Those that are not happy with you, they will stay unhappy. But you will know the joy of the Lord now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it of the Lord. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. All right, darling. Just turn this way. Turn this way. Take your hand away from that back. Just turn this way. Bend forward now. The healing virtue of the Lord is upon that back. Bend forward. Bend forward. Go as far as you can go down. Don't worry. As you are obeying that instruction, the healing virtue will flow through you. Can touch your toes right now. I'm sure the Lord will do it. Touch your toes right now. Just try. Hallelujah. Don't ask you to touch. Don't worry about your back. Your back. Come 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 back.
Komba, 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 Komba. Okay, stay there, stay there. You will receive your full healing before you go. Just stay here. Thank you, Father. Right now, lift your two hands to the heaven, sir. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is that back pain as well? The great and left chest pain. Oh, wow. You have got double barrel. Right now, my father, touch this one. Touch him right now and confirm your word in his life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You take the second touch right now. Lift your hands to the heaven. Don't worry yourself. Just lift your hands to the heaven. Take the second touch right now. Yes, yes, yes. The healing virtue rests upon you permanently. Thank you, Father. It is done. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the heaven. Lift your hands to the heaven. Father, right now, touch your daughter. Touch your daughter completely in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of the Lord be upon you now. Now. And it makes you completely whole. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, touch this one right now and make it completely whole. Make it completely whole to the praise and glory of your name. Hallelujah. Receive the touch of the Lord right now. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Somebody say, Praise the Lord in the house. And let another body say, Hallelujah. Say that some people's yoke have been broken at that same time. Receive the touch of the Lord now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Come and put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. We give you glory, our Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Once again, Father, we rest in you. We lean on you. And we put all our confidence in you that your word we have is full effect in this house this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Show yourself strong, Daddy. Perform your good counsel. We give you honor and praise. Jesus, most wonderful name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. It's still morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> nice to see you all. We continue with our theme in the month of November. And the theme is the Lord Shepherd or the Lord my Shepherd. And... Um, so we read verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 23, and there we will take our test. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Somebody says, he leads me. And that would be the title of our brief message this morning into the early afternoon. You will probably have noticed that one of the greatest blights that can afflict any human being is to lack direction. You've seen people who possibly started out well in life, and the common language we use is that he lost his way sometime during his life. 
um, humanly speaking, you expect this person to do very well, but somehow down the line, got attached to the wrong company, and then they just continue to go the wrong direction. And this issue of being guided and shepherded was so keen and so close to the heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that in Matthew chapter 39, verse 36, he was walking through that place and he exclaimed as it were, right from his belly. He said, and when he saw the multitude, he said, they were like sheep without said they were scattered everywhere. He said everybody was just going in his own way and direction. And so we know that from this particular verse of scripture that we read, that the psalmist was recounting of his own life experience. And his life experience was that, was that he leads me. And leads, he said, he didn't say he led me because it was, it was an ongoing thing for him. But the truth of the matter is that it's not everyone that experienced life as the psalmist experienced life. Many people in life, they have a few number of ways to chart their path through life. Put another way, we all find new directions in life through three main ways. Number one, you can find a new direction through guesswork. Many of you have been there before. You are driving between air and say, Fraserboro. And then somewhere along the line, somebody asks you to go to one of the villages there. And so you just kept trying. You saw the sign and you turned to the, the road and you, you kept hoping that you get to the village. And after a time, you didn't find the village. You probably start trying in that direction. So you kept guessing. Many are living their lives by guesswork. You know, it's all guess. You know, the latest thing in town, that's what is raining. Let's try that. Life is too precious to guess. The problem with guessing is that sometimes you get it right and it can be deceptive. You know, because the um, statistician says it's a one in two chance. But in real life, I think the chance is smaller than that. So don't guess your way through life. Amen? Number two way in which one can find their direction in life, just to put it in perspective, is... By someone telling you how to go. Amen? Someone can tell you how to go. In Genesis 28, verse 1, we have the story there of this young man who the parents told to go to the uncle's place to go and find a wife there. So he received an instruction. He said, go to that place. But of course, when somebody tells you to go somewhere... They either give you a map, which, if you know how to read it, can help you. Or even, but in those days, uh, most of the time now, you know, whether GPS or whatever, they can still be wrong. So the best way for you to get to your direction, to get to your destination, is what when someone leads you, the person that knows where he's going. You know, I've been in that situation before. Uh, I think I went to a place outside the country, and I didn't know how to progress with my journey. And then I asked this person, can you tell me where it is? In that place, they don't have GPS. So, you know, the system is not being developed here, there. So I asked this person, can you take me to this person? So the man was saying, if you go down the road, turn to the left, and then go a little bit down, turn to the right. You know that kind of description. And then he said, then go down the hill, and maybe he saw in my face that this man will be so lost. And the more he was, I would probably be going down that road, the more lost I would become and unrecoverable. Because I was in the city center, I was still a little bit okay. 
So the man did something. He said, he got on his bike. He said, I will take you there. So he said, I should drive and follow him. And God is asking somebody that if you will follow me, and he got me right to the door of where I wanted. God is still in the business of leading people. Amen. And, you know, in Matthew chapter 14, verses 30 to 31, Matthew 14, put that on the screen for me. We'll look at a few scriptures this afternoon and so that we can have a solid foundation and uh, know exactly what we're talking about. Matthew, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sing, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. All right? I want you to contrast that story with Luke chapter 5, verses 4 and 6. In Luke chapter 5, verses 4 and 6, the Lord told the same man that he led out of difficulty here. He told him the man had financial difficulty at that time. His business was not doing well. And so what the Lord told him, he said, let down thy net. So the man was arguing with the Lord. Where do I let my net? And I didn't blame him. Because telling someone to go somewhere is different from leading somewhere to the place. What the Lord is saying, I will not just give you an instruction, I will lead you there. (laughs) And that's a word of difference. A person that is favored by the Lord, the Lord leads them. And so in this place, the man was thinking, the Lord Jesus Christ did not say, you know what, Peter, just come out of the water. I don't know, what did he say? He grabbed him and did what? And pulled him out. And my confidence is that the Lord will pull many of us and all of us out today in Jesus' name. All right, so very quickly so that we can have a basis and an understanding of this, there are three things that are important when someone has a destination to reach. There are three parties or three major factors that will be affected. You can probably guess that correctly. Number one, whoever is leading you, the leader, is important. You agree with me? Okay. You yourself that you are being led is important. Amen. Why are you important? Because if they are leading you, you are not following, there can be a problem. So we look at that. And also the destination that you are going is very important. Hallelujah. Let's look at this leader we are talking about now. Now, we're not going to consider any other leader. We're not going to make it hypothetical. We'll make it straight to the point. If God is the one leading you, why should you have a trust and confidence in him leading you? Because many a times our challenges in life are based on the fact that we don't trust the one leading us. And so as I mentioned these three things out of many that you can come up with, that should make you have confidence in God in leading you. Many a times we speak in two general terms. No, I know God is leading me, but whatever is not based on sound reasoning, it's a matter of time you will be convinced and argued out of it. So I want your follow, you following the Lord to be based on sound reasoning. Let me hear your amen unto that one. And this should come up in your prayers. So that when you are praying, you are not just praying, Lord, I know you are the one leading me. When you, you will, in fact, it tells us in the book of Isaiah, it says, bring forth your strong reason. And men of all, they pray that way. That's why their prayers were longer and richer and more fulfilling. They, they pray from the position of understanding. And so we are going to add that to our prayer list right now. Number one reason why God is the best leader you can follow. He has the experience. Amen? He has what? Because he is called the ancient of days. Before the world was, he has been. There's nothing he has not seen. He, when the GPS will get you in the wrong direction, God will never lead you in the wrong direction. He knows everything. In Amos chapter 2 verse 1, he promised there as well about leading us. Amos chapter 2 verse 1. So number one reason why you must trust God is because he has the spirit. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab and for four, I will not turn away his punishment because he burned the bones of the king. I think I got the wrong 
um, chapter there. I'll probably come back to that later. But what the place I was looking for was saying is that God promised that he will lead his people by the hand. And I'm trusting you that because of him having seen everything before you are born, he will also be able to tell you the right direction to go. It's experience. Number two, reason, and when you are praying unto God, let that future in your prayer. You say, Lord, there's nowhere you don't know. You have seen it all. Please guide me. And he responds unto that very well. Number two reason, he has the expertise. He has the expertise. In Isaiah 46 verse 10, Isaiah 46 verse 10, he has the expertise. He said, declare the end from the beginning. That's him. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Uh, God is not the one. Uh, part of his expertise is that, you know, some people, when they are leading you, they can get to a ditch and they don't know what to do. When you get to a point uh, or a ditch, what will God do? And he's leading you. Will he say, well, guy, where we are going is across that ditch, but we can't get there. We're going to turn back. Is that what God will do? What is the likely thing that God will do by your knowledge of God? Eh? He will feel it. Uh, somebody say, can build a bridge. Yes, that takes longer. God will just say, presto, fill up. And the valley will become plain ground. And then you can walk across. What about if you are tired? He still has this part. What will he do? He will carry you. He will carry you. And many times we are tired. We say, Lord, you told me this. We've been walking this for so long. When shall we get there? You got children in your cars before, and you are going. Daddy, are we not yet there? And many of us, we are all children under God, aren't we? We've been saying, Lord, when shall we get there? You know what? The father asked me to tell you, don't be tired. We are getting there soon. <laughs> and if you are too tired, I will carry you there. And believe with all your heart. Are you there with me? Tell him he has it. Number three thing, reason why you should believe and trust in him is that it's not everyone, and this is where I, that's why I would tell you number three, it's not everyone that has the expertise, that has the experience, that will be able to help you simply because they don't have the empathy. God is sufficiently caring that he will not let us be left in limbo. Uh, you, you, you've been around life, you know, we are all adults, and you probably have known people that you know can just help you, but they won't help you. They just don't have the empathy. That's not God. You know, and that's why you don't need to plead with him for too long. All you need to do is just keep following him. Amen unto that one. You don't need to beg God too long. You know, all you need to do is just say, Lord, converse with him. Tell him where you are. And without any doubt, he will take you there. In Mark chapter 6 verse 34. Mark chapter 6 verse 34. God has got the experience, so trust him. Is God the expertise and is God the empathy? And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So, what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? He began to equip them. So, he was not just the one that we look at you and said, Okay, sheep with a shepherd. Oh, how sorry. And you know, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Someone that is sympathetic to you, oh, sorry, oh. The one with empathy will get up and say, no, I'm going to stay with you until we get this sorted. I'm not going to leave you. And you're trying to, you're trying to say, but you can't go. You say, no, no, I'm not leaving. 
He said, this is a common problem. We will fix it together. That is your shepherd. He's the one that will go all the way with you. And he will go all the way with us in Jesus' name. Because of our time, let's just quickly go to the lead. To the lead. Now, the challenge with the lead is that <laughs> there are so many things, unfortunately, that depends on the person being led that depends, depends on Jehovah who is leading you. I repeat myself. The catch of the problem is that the constant in this equation is God. If he says, I will lead you, he will lead you. If I don't get there, unfortunately, it has to do either with me or some external factor. And so, the variable is you. And that's why you and I, we need to look at this very carefully and be sure that we do not miss out. And there are a few things that may make a person to miss out. There are two seasons in every human's life. Two seasons. And you need to be led during those two seasons. What is season number one? Good times. Season number two? Challenging times or bad times. And you cannot afford to be without the shepherd leading you in either time. Whether in good times. What are some of the pitfalls we can fall into in good times? Number one. What I call the error or fallacy of the familiar. You know, after a time, God has been leading you. You are so familiar with him leading you. You don't even think it's necessary for you to consciously follow him. The fallacy of the familiar. In Joshua, the children of Israel, they have won a few wars. Joshua was their captain. Fantastic man. He led them against the Amalekites. They won. In fact, arms down. They won in such a way that the whole world heard about it. Because on that day, the Bible said that as long as Moses raised his hand, the children of Israel were winning. And so they crossed over Jordan and they got to the promised land. And then suddenly, they just thought that, well... And if you read that story, it's so funny. The people gathered around. Moses, their general, told them... Sorry, um, Joshua, their general, told them, he said, when we're going to this battle, we're going to take a few ten thousands with us. And some of his captains, they came around and said, nah, what do you do? He said, it's not AI. It's a small place. Three thousand only. Of course, they got flogged over there. You know the difference? They didn't ask. They got too familiar. How many times have I got too familiar that even the same place of work I go every day, I don't check with the Lord what is there for me today. In actual fact, I call it fallacy. I call it fallacy is an error of logic. The usual logic that people tend to follow is that, the, that you make less error the more you do it. And that you keep making less error until that error gets to zero. But you know that in real life it doesn't work like that. After a time, you can be an expert in what you are doing, and I'm making that very clear to you. There are so many times that we don't even know we've stopped following God, and we have stopped following him. It becomes a routine. Whether in ministry, and God help you, you are very good in what you are doing. I mean, some of us, you know, we, we never develop that confidence because we still trust in God to be that good. But some people are very good, very good in preaching. Believe you me, if you wake them, I know a preacher like that. If you wake him up, 3 a.m. and give him a topic. The man will talk to you for 30 minutes without missing a word. And I know people who can sing. Anytime you call them, it's as if the heavens open. And you can fall into that error and say, is it a lead prayer. They just, they just give him the microphone. They just, they just go on. The problem with that is that you get to a point you are so familiar, you stop following the instruction of the master. And the problem with that is that one falls into a big ditch and it might be difficult to get the person out. 
I plead with you in the name of the Lord. Never fall to that error. We've done it before. It's only good for T-shirts. I've been to New York. I've done it, seen it all, buy the T-shirt. Leave it at T-shirt. Don't apply it to your real life. It's not true in real life. In real life, never get confident that I've been there before. One, we fall face down. And we will not fall face down in Jesus' name. And part of that is also we look stimulation. We look excitement. Because whatever you do over and over again, it doesn't get exciting anymore. For instance, it's very possible for you that night after night, you kneel down you know, beside your bed and you pray. And you sleep through the night, you didn't have any nightmare, everything is okay, you know, and that becomes a routine. Every night you kneel down, you pray, you wake up, or three times a week you fast, everything goes well, you know, and you don't even know why things are going well anymore. You don't know why you sleep well. And one of the days you decided to say, it didn't work out. You, you, you've stopped making the connect between the faithfulness of God to you when you seek him in prayer before you sleep, and you sleeping well and waking up well. And so one of the nights, you've, you've, the disconnect has happened. And you just went to bed. And I'm not telling you stories about I'm telling you stories about me. I just say, oh, it's okay. I just lie down. Lord, you know my heart. And I drew a little bit of tongue, and then I slept off. At 2 a.m., hallelujah. <laughs> and then the 30 minutes had to be two hours. So we can get to that extent. That is just, well, it's okay. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not like that. Keep doing what you are doing and don't get too familiar. Let the Lord keep leading you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Another aspect to that that, I, that that came to my heart is that is what I call assumption of role that belongs to another or call it reversal of role. You know, at, a, at times, God has been leading you. If you don't watch it, you might think you are the one leading God. Because everything just falls in place. I mean, you, you, you just do it. And, and you can, before you know it, you start telling God what to do. Reversal of role can happen. Maybe you'll be having the word of knowledge and God was not speaking that day. I say, well, God, you are not speaking today. Okay, let me speak. You back it up. I say, okay, you speak. <laughs> or maybe you, you, you have been raising your children and God has been helping you, giving you detail by detail instruction. Or you've been running my, your marriage and God has been helping you. You know, in the, in the, there have been challenges there, and you are very careful. You, are, you don't allow anything to go wrong before you speak unto your spouse, because you know it's a marriage that is just being mended, and somewhere along the line, you just need to be very careful, and God will give you, say, don't talk now, and you don't talk. And then a few days, a few weeks later, the Lord says, say that, and you said it. And the person just took it and said, wow, this thing works. And then, because God leads that way. If our most of relationship problem we have is because we don't follow God to lead us. You just, you just, there are many times I want to pick up a phone. The Lord said, don't phone. I said, Lord, I want to phone. I said, don't phone. A few times I phoned, I wish I didn't. And then later on, out of nowhere, the Lord said, pick up that phone. I was sharing with the pastor a few days ago. I said, I was in ministry many, many years back now. You know, something that normally I would not have done on my own. I've forgotten about the matter. The Lord said, pick up the phone. I said, he said, now. And that's one other thing you must know to hear the voice of the Lord. I've mentioned to us before, number one duty of a believer is to know the voice of God. Because my sheep hears my voice and they follow me. We must know his voice. And so the Lord asked me to pick up the phone and I, it was incredible. What I, number one, I wasn't expecting the other person to pick the phone. He picked the phone and the message I delivered to him had an instant effect on that person. But we also can get to a point in which we begin to think we are the one leading God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And some of the errors we have in that, I think I can spare one or two minutes on that point again. One of the errors we have in that is that because it's also about this familiar thing. It's one of the greatest pitfalls of a believer. You know, when somebody is leading you, let's say somebody is sitting in the front, car, in the front seat of the car with you. You've traveled before, and you're going to a destination, and uh, you, know, you don't know the way, and the driver um, was driving, and you are telling the driver, or vice versa. So let's say the pilot or the navigator is saying, uh, turn right, you turn right. Um, then he said, turn left, you turn left. You know, that we eventually grow to the navigator using the hand. Is somebody following me? Good. You've been, you've been there before. You are, you are sitting down there and you say, uh, please keep going. And then in the midst of that, maybe you are familiar and you keep chatting. And so... Instead of interrupting your conversation, he might just say that. And you are all flowing together. So you, you turn. And then as you go on again and you are slowing down, he say, you just do that, you know. So no more conversation. Now as time went on, excuse, excuse me, as time goes on, there's a likelihood that you get to a point in which the regularity of it may make you to begin to be predictive. Like those predictive tests in your phone. Okay? For instance, you've seen that the regularity of it, because that's the way human, human brain works, the regularity of it is that any time you get to a bend, immediately after that bend, you turn. So, this time around, you get to another bend, and in your own head, your brain has calculated because you've done it three times before. So, you say, after a bend, turn. This time, you got after the bend, and you turn. The man said, why are you turning? Because in the midst of all that, you have taken your eyes away from the person who is leading you. <laughs> Following the shepherd is a close walk. It's a close walk. It may look like yesterday. Experience is one of the greatest problems of those following God. Experience. I repeat myself. Many think that I'm experienced. If you are following God, you had better not be experienced. Because your greatest on dream might be your experience. Last year, you may say, when that problem came, that's where we solved it. Last year, the Lord said three fastings, three days of fasting, and two days of prayer. This year, like last year, everybody, three days of fasting. God help you. We must make sure that we don't get hooked up in that. Let me move on from that quickly. Which one are we talking about in good times? Are you there with me? In bad times, very quickly, we rush through that one. To benefit maximally when God is leading you in difficult times, I say, do not lean on or trust the shepherd. Did you hear me? Partially. The statement is not complete. <laughs> yeah, good, you are listening. Do not lean on or trust the shepherd, what? Partially, but completely. The most difficult time when we are being led is when we have challenges. Because the normal human reaction is to do something. And sometimes God doesn't want to do something. So, instead of you staying still or waiting for the next instruction, you say, God, I'm trusting you. But at the same time, I'm doing something. And I know you will throw questions at me. Where do we draw the lines of just praying and not doing something? I've mentioned that if you pray very well, you will do. Because prayer, good prayer, will move you to do. Those that say, we are praying and we are not doing anything, you are not praying well. 
All those that prayed, they may not act immediately, but they always act. And they will always act well. So, but don't substitute that for you having your own agenda or helping God to take you to where you are going. Many a times we are asking, Lord, change him. Lord, change her. But at the same time, you are making effort to change him or her. You keep barraging. You know what? We've been on this for long. If you have said, I've had, and the most difficult thing to change in life are people. I don't know why human beings we are so presumptuous that you think you can change anybody. I came here this morning with so much trepidation that all these things, Lord, if you don't allow them to receive it, it's a sheer waste of 40 minutes. Because unless God touches somebody's heart, somebody can nod a thousand and one times, it's merely finish nodding, you just say, if you finish saying your own, I'll go and do mine. And so even in close relationship, a wife tells the husband, the wife tells the wife, they can nod their head like a gamma lizard for as long as they like, what they would do is in their hearts. So if you are dealing with human beings, you better trust God to help you and lead you in dealing with them. You're signing a contract and you think you know everything. What brother gave a testimony not too long ago? Was that Olike? Is Olike here today? Gave a, a testimony, you remember? Was going to sign a contract. This guy, they were leading him, leading him, leading him until they almost drove him to the ditch. Number one thing, when you are dealing with human beings, never trust your own ability. Human beings, they will spin you. I don't know. Maybe I'm not afraid of machines. I'm not afraid of dogs. I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm not even afraid of lions. You know who I'm afraid of? Human beings. Human beings. And but do you know whom I love to be around most? Human beings. And that happened in the Garden of Eden. The day we had the knowledge of good and evil. That's the day confusion came. That is in the same person standing in front of you, the full capacity to be a pure devil is sitting. The full capacity to be an angel from God is sitting. I hope you know that. Including your own self. Oh yeah, good. You know the gospel. Because (laughs) I don't trust myself. I only trust myself in Christ. Oh, I don't trust myself. I mean, if the Lord takes the break off, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you are different, you don't carry this flesh and blood. That's why I hide under him every day. Don't take the break off. Don't take the break off. Don't take the arm break off. There are many believers, the arm break has been taken off a long time. And there's a stone on the accelerator. May the Lord help us. Full capacity. And so, if you will deal with human beings, please ask God to lead you. Can I hear you on to that one? All right. I believe you are not saying me because you are thinking about it. But can I hear your amen to that one? In challenging time as well, don't do partial living. It's not only you should not do partial leaning on the Lord. Focus exclusively on the shepherd. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus. You remember that one. Let me close with that one, uh, with the third one. We said it's important that you have a good leader, and the best leader of all is God. Amen? And out of the many qualifications that he has in leading you right, we mentioned only three. Amen? And the three we mentioned that should endear you to him, that should be part of your prayer, is number one. He has the... He also has the... And he has the... 
He has the heart to help you. So that is good enough. And we mentioned that you as being the lead, you need to take care of a few things that we mentioned. Also, we also need to talk about the destination you are going. The destination comes in because it's not everywhere that you are going that desires the same level of attention and care as the other ones. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's not to the same level that you need to pay. For instance, though I know, I mean, in absolute terms, if I'm going down you know, my street to the corner shop to go and get a newspaper, um, it's important. Okay, let's say to go and get a pint of milk. You know, it's important that I ask the Lord to take me there, but most probably I would not do a special prayer session to determine which milk I should buy. Is it co-op or is it any brand of milk? More likely, whatever milk I get there, I will buy. You agree with me? But if I am talking of going to heaven, I think I better be careful who is leading me there. Because it makes known that in John chapter 14 verse 6, what does it say there? Bible scholars. John chapter 14 verse 6. I am the way. uh And no one comes unto the Father except. So number one most important destination is heaven. Is heaven. Because there are many people who are pretenders who are telling us that there are ways to get to heaven. If you read your open heavens devotional this morning, you will notice that there are all sorts of doctrines outside there and everybody can say with so much assurance that they know what they are saying. I was talking to a man of God just this past week and we were talking about a particular situation and the only thing that came out of my mouth, I said, you know, at the end of the day, it's only when we see Jesus that we know clearly about this matter. I was so taken aback, he said, because since everybody is saying they are home. So I, I just need to just hang on to me and say, Lord, just help me not to be wrong in this matter. Because we come up with so, so many kind of excuses. It's not that the scripture is not that, it's not that certain. It's certain, but people can easily confuse you. And that's why the hymn writer says, be very, be sure, uh-huh. be very sure, your alcohol holds and grips the solid rock. In times like this, you need a savior. Does anybody know it? In times like this, you need a Be very sure. Be very sure. Thank you, Jesus. Your uncles are me, the solid, the solid. This rock is Jesus, he is the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure, be very sure. Holds and grips the solid road. Hallelujah. Please be sure. Leave nothing to chance. Also, there's another destination that you need to be very sure. And you must, without any doubt, elicit the help of the shepherd. In simple things, it may look simple. 
like where you are going to live a life, let Jesus lead you. I repeat myself. Let Jesus lead you to where you should live. I, I, I have this idea, right or wrong, I believe it's right, that the life of a person is a package. And so, your life is not just about where you can make money. It's not just about where you can have a good club, you know, clean club, as you know, maybe tennis club or whatever. Your life is a package of where God has planted good destiny helpers waiting for you, where God has planted a good fellowship for you, where God has planted... Because many a time we've made this decision just based on that is where the highest money is paid. And many have made a shipwreck of all that God has built. We're sharing with a man yesterday, life testimony. I won't mention the name, known to you. He probably will be watching this, you know, uh, you know it's another parish. And he was telling me that at a particular time, when he was to move to the town, another town within the UK here, he got an opportunity to go to Abu Dhabi. And he got to Abu Dhabi there, and he said they rolled out such a red carpet for him because his technical area was so superior. He said all that people working in his company that were there, he, instead of bringing about eight people to train, to come to Aberdeen so that he could train them, they asked him to go over there. So the man calculated, he put him on the best flight possible, put him in the best hotel in Abu Dhabi, decided to give him... Now, every other person, you know, most of these companies, they get a shuttle bus that takes you from the hotel to where you're going to work. He said every morning they brought a special limousine for him, chauffeur-driven. One person will be driving, another one will open the door for him. So he started doubting, is it me? And he will walk in. They did that for him for close to We finished the training there. The last day, somebody told him, told this guy and said, told the manager that I invited him and said, don't let this guy go. He's a treasure. So when he was about to leave for the airport, this man approached him. The manager approached him and said, name your price. And you know when you're in the Middle East, a lot of money is washed there. You know? So name your price. Oh! was tempted. If it were you, would be tempted. But at that time, God God has just asked him to leave Abaddon, to go to another town, to go and do the work of ministry there. And the man looked up, looked down. I didn't know the details, but I can assure you, if it were me, we will have a very long discussion at home. Either his mother that will be saying, let's stay here and do God's will, but I think most probably I really want to say, let's go. <laughs> but they must have had robust discussion. Eventually, they both agreed, and I said, we're going to say, pray, pray. I said, Lord, whatever you have for us in Abu Dhabi, give us here. Listen to me. That manager in the oil downturn is gone. He lost his job a few years after that time. The man is still in his employment. Is the, is the coziest place you could ever imagine to work. Reason? Simple. Because God led him to where he should live. And there's a total package there. Good people, good neighbors, good church. The Lord will help us. Remember the story of Abraham and Lot? Remember the story? In Genesis chapter 13? You know, Abraham... And that's why it's sometimes important when you are following people, don't assume 
that you know everything the way they are doing it. You know, Lord just thought that, what is it, God called you. We've been working together now. There's nothing special about you. So they decided to fight over the plot, over grazing ground. You remember? The grazing field. And so, Papa Abraham, a man that hears God very well, he just knew that God is still going to vindicate himself. So this other boy just thought that, ah, no, I'm just the same level with Abraham now. Abraham said, choose whatever lie. The Bible said he chose towards where? Sodom. And immediately the Bible says, Sodom was a deprived place. May God give us a heart starting with the heart of Abraham. And better to give us the heart of Jesus. Because if I were Abraham, I wouldn't get that boy out of Sodom. But the man was he the one that got him out. He got him out. Many of us, the first instance we say, serves you right. Today you will know who is hearing God. <laughs> Papa Abraham just went and pleaded. And he still, he, still, he still got angels to extricate this man. He was not part of the covenant. He had nothing to do with it. But yeah, that's one of the things I pray about. Come back to my common topic again. What's my common topic again? Heart. It's about the heart religion. If you don't have a good heart, there's a, there's a cap on the person. I don't care the number of skills you have. I don't care how sharp you are. If your heart is not sorted, the person is a goner. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. So thank God, you know, and the same thing happened to Isaac, remember, in Genesis chapter 26? He said, there was famine in the land. And God appeared unto Isaac. What did he tell him? He said, do not leave. Fast forward, 2015. If the Lord says so, and there's famine in Aberdeen, that's if the Lord says so. You can say there's famine in Aberdeen, go to the next town. Go to the next country. But you can say there's famine in Aberdeen, and I know there is none in Jesus' name. They will say, stay there, for there you will prosper. For there you will prosper. Because that's what he told Isaac. And there Isaac prospered. Isaac prospered so much. When you begin to prosper, and foreigners and, and the landowners are jealous of you, you must have prospered. You must have prospered. Put it in perspective. That you are running a business here in Aberdeen. And you prosper so much that the local chamber of commerce, they are meeting concerning you. And say, we must stop her. We must stop him. You must have prospered. I've mentioned that to you before. When people start fighting against you, you must have been touching the right place. The moment you are in a community, nobody gives you a second look. They don't persecute you. They don't, they're, just, they're just there. You walk past, they say hello to you. They smile, they hug you. Most probably you are not doing well. That is if everybody is doing that to you. Most probably you are not doing well. You will have good favor, but there's no way. If you are doing well, because the natural human beings, they will fight against what is threatening unto them. You are a threat to nobody. And many of us, we are a threat to nobody. We just there, you go to office, they just look at you, they know, you know, this one, uh, immediately they said it is to be done, maybe restructuring, they know by any standard, even if God comes down to do the thing, except you are his child, he will probably favor you. You know, you are the person to go. But you are there, everybody is after you, they say you don't do this well, and then somebody say you do it well, there's somebody behind you, another one a little bit against you, most probably you are, you are threatening somebody. And so that was really which Isaac was. And God was able to say, despite the fact that he stayed in a place of famine, because God led him there, he found himself being envied by the locals. That would be your own portion as well. Please remember, if your destination is business, make sure God leads you. 
If it is in marriage, let God lead you. Amen unto that one. In raising your children and many other destinations that we can name and talk about. It leads me. And that's my prayer. And I will pray a single prayer for us before we close. Uh, take the offering and do one of other things before we close. That you'll be able to say, like the psalmist said, it leads me. Did you hear what I said? That God will help you and I to be able to say what? And I'm not talking of spooky, goofy, it leads me. The one that is obvious to everybody that is not leading you. I'm talking of that when people are wondering why is it going so well and they want to find that you're able to say it's because he's leading me. Sometimes it may not be according to what people expect, but you can still say he leads me. And that's the place I want to be. That's the place I believe the Lord wants you to be. And by his mercy, he will get us there. And he will get us there soon. And sooner than later in Jesus' name. You'd like to pray with me? You'd like to commit yourself to the hand of the Lord? Talk to him. Talk to him. We need the Lord. We need the Lord to lead us step by step, moment by moment. Nothing is too small to commit to His hand. And as we commit everything to His hand, He will lead us. Thank you, Jesus. If you just, if you can, just rise with me so that I just pray. I just pray for all of us. I've not dated any prayer points today. You've heard it all. And the only hard desire of God is that you and I, as he has promised that he will do for us this month of the shepherd, of the Lord shepherd, that truly and indeed your testimony will be, he leads me in a continuous stance. But one thing I want us to cry out, maybe with this one, I need thee everywhere. I need thee everywhere, most gracious Lord. No, if you just put that up for us, and let's use that as our prayer. Let's use our prayer. I need you every hour. Every moment I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord.
pain as we mentioned. that our confession shall be it leads me. And confidently and boldly, all we see and know that you are the one leading us. Lead us, O Savior. Shepherd, good shepherd, please lead us. Lead us into the green pastures. Lead us into the still waters. Lead us in the path of righteousness. All for your name's sake. And the world we know that we have a mighty one who cares and takes care of his own. We worship you, Lord. Thank you for helping us. Anyone in this room, Lord, that still needs to be led onto the path of heaven, just as many of us have been led, Holy Spirit divine, bring conviction to that person right now. And transport them from the other path onto the path of life and righteousness in the name of Jesus. So that at the end of the journey, our destination shall be heaven. And Jesus shall be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the honor and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And amen.
Hallelujah.